You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And this is your camp report for August the 9th, 2023, day two of the joint practice with the Atlanta Falcons. Very eventful day today. Very eventful day. Uh, we were moved halfway through practice inside um, the, in- the indoor practice facility for no apparent reason other than the Dolphins wanted to play inside, I guess, and show some things I guess they didn't want to show outside with the fans. Uh, it was not weather-related, but both teams entered uh, the indoor practice facility with approximately about 45 minutes left in practice. Um, okay, uh, these are my notes. Uh, E-40 was at the top of the playlist. Uh, we were wondering who got the, the orange jersey today. Turns out nobody got the orange jersey. There was no orange jersey today. Uh, Brandon Jones was in red, however. He was the only player that was in red. Um, some were commenting, and I thought the same thing, that I did not. I don't like that routine that Tyreek Hill has had so far in camp where he's the last guy to come out, and he, fa- and he shows up fashionably late to the, the stretch. Uh, that w- did not happen today. Today he was with the team and stretched with the team from the outset. Um, Xavier Howard was in all black sleeves again. I don't know why, why he's doing that. Um, it's hot as hell out there. Um, Kendall Lamb has a good, has good practice rabbit, uh, habits is, is what I noted. Um, early on, um, a lot of effort, uh, you know, really, really mindful of technique, talks to people, is communicating. Sometimes you notice these guys in practice that are essentially not doing anything, Okay. And you can see that they're just going through the motions and just trying to get the hell out of there. Uh, some guys, um, especially on install, you see that on install, some guys are running outs. And when you're in the red zone, when you're inside the 20-yard line and you run an out pattern, that ball is going to be right at the pylon. If it's hung anywhere near the numbers, it's usually intercepted because people play zone in the red zone. So I like that when they do red zone install and Tua throws the quick out, he throws it right at the pylon. And if you are not there, that shows that you are half-assing it out there. Um, Julian Hill got caught doing that one time. Tua threw it right at the pylon where it's supposed to go. And Julian Hill was late in getting there. Um, 
I noticed that uh, A-Chain was getting some first-team run uh, today. Uh, does that mean something? We'll get to that a little later. Um, I took a lot of uh, a lot of notes on Jake Bailey. Uh, I haven't seen too much, you know, him punting into the coffin corner, but um, or punting inside the twenty. But the leg is there, and the directional stuff is obviously there. Uh, I watched a little one on one today. Uh, turns out Rob Jones, uh, pretty good on one on ones. I mentioned that yesterday. Um, there was a mini scuffle as the Finns' offensive line is I guess they were playing with more effort today okay uh, I noticed that Teron Armstead was completely taped up like ready to go and that was a good sign because whenever you see TA um, taped up it means you're gonna get effort because he's gonna be talking and he's gonna be leading and I thought that the offensive line had a great day today okay on one-on-ones you know Robert Jones stoned the guy on a bull rush. Then Robert Hunt planted another one. And then Connor Williams threw a guy to the ground. And then you could see where they were going with this. They were sending an early message that, okay, this they're gonna, we're going to set a tone. We're going to be physical. And we're out here to actually play some football. We're actually going to block people. We're going to finish blocks. Okay? All right. And they started off at the 50-yard line. Tua was in. Teron Armstead and Isaiah Wynn starting. I made that note. Four yards for Jeff Wilson inside. Ahmed gets eight yards over left guard. Respot at the 42-yard line. Tua strike to Waddle. Ten-yard slant. Respot at the 48-yard line. What a throw by Tua. I made a note. Play action boot. Deep out. On time to Waddle. Drop on the sideline. You got to come up with that one. He got two hands on it, and then he got hit out of bounds. He dropped it out of bounds. Tua incomplete to Cedric Wilson. Respot. Deep fade to Tyreek. Uh, there was nothing there on that play. Incomplete. Respot. Mike White in. A hold on Rob Jones gets called. Robert Jones. A chain for five yards over left guard. Really physical run. I made a note on that. They called it six yards on the field by the officials. Uh, White. Uh, Mike White back in. And uh, he does like a boot pass to Waddle. And Waddle catches it in traffic, takes a hit, and he's hurt. But he, he's holding his side. And it seems to me like he got the, the wind knocked out of him. He gets up on his own power as the, as the trainers got there. And he walked to the sideline. He did some stretching. And then he walked to the locker room on his own power. And then I made a note of it. He looks fine to me. Got air knocked out of him. That's what it looked like. Respot at the 45-yard line. Boot left to Tua. Ingold for 10 yards. Good-looking uh, play. Then a fight on a, on a power left. Power left run. Austin Jackson and Robert Hunt pancake guys. And then a fight ensues. Okay? It was more like a scuffle, not a real fight. Because no punches were actually landed through, through helmets. Uh, just a lot of you know pushing and shoving. But it was nice to see. All right. And then we get the, the horn. And we get, we are told we are moving inside for 10 minutes. In 10 minutes to a play action. Throws it away. Armstead smoked the guy, all right? Uh, yeah, he, plant, he planted a guy. And then he just sat on him. Uh, so he was very good today as well. Post to Cedric Wilson. He drops it. Good to a pass I made a note of. Skinny post to Tyreek. Pass interference. 
Big gain against the Atlanta defense. Respot at the 35-yard line. Ahmed, power right, two yards. To a still in, to a boot, room to run. He gets at least 12 yards going left. Respot at the 27-yard line. That's another thing. When people tell you, oh, the offense wasn't good, they didn't score touchdowns. Well, if you keep respotting it 10 yards back and 15 yards back and 20 yards back every time you gain 20 yards, you're never going to get into the fucking end zone. Okay, it's as simple as that. All right? So I, I made a note that at one point, they gained 38 yards on three plays, and they respotted it three times back at the 50-yard line. So, yeah, uh, sometimes people got to pay attention. Like, hey, you know, if they keep respotting it at the 50-yard line, you're going to have to score from the 50 to get a touchdown, okay? Screen right, it was a throwaway. Nothing there. Mike White back in. No Skylar Thompson reps as of yet. Sharp to Swain, I write. Very, very nice-looking pass on a hitch. Uh, then the A-chain. Both angle routes, okay? They're running uh, twin angle routes on the left side, and A-Chain caught the one on the shorter end. Uh, Swain, end around, penalty. But they st- he still got four yards out of it. A-Chain, power, room to run, eight yards, horn sounds. We are going inside. And I made a note, not about the weather, more about the plays they want to work on. And I did notice some some different things when we were inside. Uh, goal line work, and this was a great vantage point. Like, you had to be there to, to believe it. I'm on the cardio deck, which is like the second floor of the indoor facility and uh, where the exercise bikes are, and you're essentially hanging over the end zone, okay? Like, right in front of you are the goalposts. So, if they're doing goal line, like, I'm hanging right over both teams, and you get to see absolutely everything. You can't get a better view than this. Not, not even all 22 gives you a better view than this. Like, you're right on top of the action. You get to feel the physicality. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, goal line. Uh, nice little combination of routes. Tua misses the fade to uh, River Craycraft. Uh, by the way, River Craycraft uh, revealed that, although it was revealed a little earlier, but he kind of revealed the point system where they formed two teams. Uh, Jalen Waddle's the captain of one of the teams. Tyreek Hill is the captain of the other team. And they had a draft. Uh, Tyreek Hill actually picked River Craycraft first in his draft. Okay? Um, And they get points for catches, blocks, touchdowns, big plays, uh, you know, good routes. You know, they get points in every single practice. And at the end of camp, whoever has the most points um, gets treated to a dinner. At the place of their choice. Uh, so River Kirkcraft, uh, he volunteered the entire scoring system. I think it's kind of interesting. Um, nobody really knows who's ahead, but the rumor is that General Waddle's team is actually ahead. All right. Ahmed, toss right from the 15-yard line to the 8. Good-looking run. Ahmed, again, from the 8-yard line, scores on a trap. This was a very, very nice play. Um, I can't reveal, you know, since, it's, since I'm actually telling you that it's a trap, I can't reveal who was on the field because this was indoors. So this is all install stuff that they will use in the regular season. But he scored from the eight-yard line, ones-on-ones. Okay. Uh, And then I made a note. I'm right over the action on the cardio deck. I mentioned that. Tua to Smythe. And this is what set everything off. Okay. Uh, They're at the 15-yard line, and Tua hits Durham Smythe on a little out pattern. And he gets hit. Pretty hard at the five-yard line. And Atlanta began to chirp, and a fight ensued. And then here we are. And then Tyreek starts talking trash 
to Abernathy, and he's calling in to get in to more snaps. So Tyreek is going to be in there. Tua to Julian Hill very quickly on a quick out touchdown. Good-looking play. Mike White is in. And then I made a note that Grady Jarrett just got just got smoked by Aluave and Isaiah Wynn. Uh, no gain for Jeff Wilson. Mike White hits a wide open. Tyreek. Touchdown. Stops him at the one-yard line. Okay? And he does a backflip into the end zone. And this is what got everybody going. Okay? You got to understand, they run... One guy shallow, one guy on the over, and then they ran one guy across. And on that play, uh, Atlanta kind of blew the coverage, and the guy that popped wide open on the over was Tyreek. Mike White hit him. He's wide open. So Tyreek catches it at the four-yard line, runs to the goal line, stops, and then does a backflip into the end zone. This set off the Atlanta Falcons. I looked at it and I was like, okay, this I like this. I, I like what's going on here. All right. Um, all right. White remains on. Boot to the right. Elijah Higgins. Touchdown. Very good looking play, especially from where they ran it. They ran it from the eight-yard line. Um, now they're running a series of plays from the eight-yard line. And now they do a combo route. And White to Eric Saubert. On the scissor concept, gets a TD at the, in the corner of the end zone. The TDs started to, to pile on here on the goal line. Skylar Thompson is in. Screen to Chosen. Touchdown. He scores. He cuts inside of a guy, and then he just gets in. So very well blocked. Very nice play. Um, Robbie Chosen, touchdown. Uh, Gaskin arrow route stopped at the five-yard line. Good play by the Atlanta Falcons defense. Um, then they're doing Atlanta offense two minutes, okay? Two-minute offense for the Atlanta Falcons. Complete for nine yards. Then incomplete. Then a penalty. Ball back to the 34-yard line. Screen. Gains 11. Flag. Tripping on. They tripped uh, Bradley Chubb on a pass rush. 21 seconds left. Atlanta offense taps out. They just call it. Four reps, nine yards. Turnover on downs. Two is in. On, on his own 35-yard line, 48 seconds left. Slant to Ahmed, broken up. Third-team skill guys in with Tua. I made a note of uh, no Tyreek, no no Waddle, of course. Um, no Mostert, um, no Wilson. They were using Ahmed with him. Uh, River Craycraft, Cedric Wilson. You get the picture. Um, out route to Berrios, PBU. Very nice play by the Atlanta Falcons defense. Third and 10. Uh, interesting concept, Okay. Uh, so middle post and is like an overlapping concept and two is either going to take the shorter route or the longer route. And he tried to take the, the post, the deeper post, and it was intercepted by the safety on the hash. So that ends that series. Atlanta from the 35 yard line, a comeback route. He gets hit by Noah Benogany fumble. Verone McKinley picks it up and scores with it. Touchdown. So they respotted at the 35-yard line. Again, no gain on a hitch. Penalty to the 49 on the Dolphin defense. Slant to the 38. They kill the clock. And I write, this is all a mix of second-teamers. 
Taylor Heineke goes back to pass, throws a back shoulder fade to the left side, left sideline, intercepted by Justin Bethel. Very nice play. Skylar Thompson in. Ball at the 35-yard line, 48 seconds left. Throws into the dirt on first down. Screen to Coleman, and he gets out to the 50. Flared A-chain to the 49. 17 seconds left. Coleman out pattern to the 40. Post to Coleman, down to the 20. Timeout. They respotted it at the 25-yard line. There's six seconds left. Uh, this is going to be the last play, or they're going to bring on, bring on the field goal unit. But they changed the uh, they changed the score on the scoreboard to reflect that they were down six points. So they needed a touchdown. Six seconds left. So you have essentially first down from the 25-yard line. So you're going to try to get at least two plays. Well, they got one. All right. Uh, Skylar Thompson. Drops back to pass, and you got to understand, this was very well-run play. You got a post route that is clearing out and holding the safety on the left hash, okay? And then you have a guy that's going to press the goal line on a go, and they're running behind him, Devon A-Chain, on a wheel route. So that's going to put a lot of stress on on one side of the defense and they're gonna have to hold one guy so the guy that ran with a chain was the corner on that side since they were in zone skylar thompson dropped it in when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Beautifully. Toward the back of the end zone on a wheel route. Touchdown to Devon A-Chain. And Dolphins essentially win the practice. Practice over. Um, I made some notes on what we saw today. Dolphin defense dominant, really, really dominant. But I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my player of the of 
of the practice to somebody other than somebody on the defense. It's too easy to name somebody on the defense. Uh, some stats. Falcons' first-team offense had four series. They had two first downs. They did not cross the 50-yard line all day today. It's good, good stuff today by the Dolphin defense. I'm going to give the, the player of the practice today to Devon Achen. All right? He had some really, really nice moments uh, as far as running the ball. And that play at the end, what a great play that was. And I understand that it was just, you know, you're talking about a bunch of second-teamers and third-teamers. But still, it was a flashy enough play with some stakes. And, you know, both teams were chirping and talking. So it was nice to see him get over on that. Uh, the only reason I didn't give it to an offensive lineman is because there were so many that were actually, besides Liam Meikenberg, that were actually putting out great effort today. If I had to give it to one of those guys, I guess Teron Armstead, Robert Hunt, they set the tone today with their physicality. All right, I'm going to bring uh, some some of you guys up. Just say your name and your social. Hey, um, Al, thanks for allowing me to come on again. Um, Finn Sports Football, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Finn Sports Football. So had a question, um, you know, kind of like I did yesterday with talking about offense and defense. I was wondering if for both the offense and defense you could give a player that so far in joint practices has maybe turned it up a notch or has continued with impressive play um, and then maybe a player on offense and defense that either just has consistently since even before joint practice stayed the same where not looking good or maybe they performed um, they kind of have been a no-show since joint practice maybe they're doing well and all of a sudden now against another team they haven't been as good thanks uh, I'll take the guys that have that have kind of no-showed the the last two days. Uh, Liam Eikenberg, um, he's lost reps and he's lost his place. We shall see a little bit more uh, as practice rolls on. I believe they have yeah they have practice on Monday. They have one practice on Monday. They have Tuesday off and then they they go to Houston for the joint practice with the Texans on Wednesday and Thursday and then they play the game on Saturday. So. Yeah, I would say a guy that's no-showed on the offense, Liam Meikenberg, um, I'm not going to say he's been demoted, but he's not getting as many reps as he used to get, and he's on, let's just say he's on the wrong teams right now. On defense, I was expecting a big week for, for Jalen Twyman after he had that great scrimmage, and he's been kind of quiet the last few days, but the defense has been really, really good. Now, as far as guys that, that really turned it up, Robert Hunt, I think, after having a mediocre practice, you know, it was night and day today, okay? That was a good practice by Robert Hunt. And I'm going to give some flowers to the offensive line today. Um, you know, as far as turning it up, I think it, it all began when Teron Armstead is taped up, ready to play, and he actually participates. And you could tell that there was a difference in that regard. On the defensive side of the ball, a guy who's turned it up, uh, it's hard to say, but Verone McKinley has had an an awesome two days, hasn't he? Uh, interception yesterday, and today, fumble recovery for a touchdown. Um, that's a pretty good two days. So, Verone McKinley showing up in all the right spots. Uh, you have anything else? No, I just wanted to say thanks for doing these. It really helps, you know, those of us that can't be at camp get, like, good, reliable information that isn't always – sometimes it can be – a little biased maybe sometimes for, for certain people. So I appreciate you doing these every practice. All right. Thank you. All right. Your name and your social. How you doing, guys? Finn's a mechanic. You can follow me on 
uh, Haitian Dolphin on Twitter. Um, uh, I heard you talked about uh, Liam Eckenberg, uh, guy I think that's going to end up being a debt piece if if he's not let go. Um, how bad was he? I know you said he was the only one that wasn't really performing uh, much like the rest of them. Was he really that bad or just was he just didn't impress you um, with his showing? A lot of what I saw, um, there were some moments and there were moments where he wasn't really tried or challenged. So that's what that's what I'm taking. There was not a lot of uh, challenge because of his demotion and reps. Just wanted to get your thoughts there. Yeah, usually when you have a one, and, and I've, I've said this a million times, I don't care about one-on-ones, but sometimes something happens on one-on-ones that you, and you just make a note out of it, okay? You just make a note of it, and you, and you put it you put it in your, your memory bank, and you say, remember when this happened? Okay, and today was one of those moments. You watched uh, Teron Armstead go up against, I believe it was Bud Dupree, but don't quote me, it could have been somebody else, okay? And Teron Armstead just, you know, flattens the guy on, on Pass Pro, and then essentially just sits on the guy and is mocking him, is talking to him. And who's up next? Rob Jones. And then Rob Jones stones a guy, throws him to the ground. Then Robert Hunt gets a guy, wrestles him to the ground, pancakes him. And then Connor Williams gets in there and he's holding up a good anchor against the guy. And then he just tosses him to the floor. And then you you see kind of a, a scuffle breakout. And then Liam Eikenberg gets up there. And you see him, he's having issues with his technique, and he doesn't do anything. He's a, he was a buzzkill for the most part today. Uh, the offensive line was trying to set a really physical tone today. Uh, they seemed kind of pissed off to me, and I, I kind of dug it, to be honest with you. I liked what I saw. So, you know, you got anything else? No, that's it, really. Um, I agree. I, I think a, a problem that I had with him last year was that he doesn't give me that intensity that pissed off demeanor that I was looking for for the offense. Even um um when pancaked the guy in his set. Yeah, uh, yeah he did, he did. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, it was it was like a it was a series of pancakes. Right. So and then when I saw him with the one on ones, it's like you're just winging the motion. And it's it's too incon it's too consistent that he's been on the negative side of it. Although I can I feel he was a little better in teams, but Again, the reps might be the less reps might be helping him as opposed to getting all the reps. So that's really what I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, it's a good observation. Uh, thank you, man. All right, your name and your social. We got a couple more that we're going to bring up here. Nick Vipperman at Nick Vipperman on Twitter. So you know, really, my question is around you know for you, Alf, somebody who's seen a lot of practices. I've been to plenty of games, but not to actual practices. Can you just talk a little bit about what you've seen through the years from other quarterbacks, the way practices go? You know, you hear things about how often the ball's on the ground, all that kind of stuff. Can you talk about what it's been like in this recent Tua era in the practices you've seen relative to those? And I mean, going all the way back to the John Becks and Cleo Lemons and Brian Greasy's and Ryan Tannehill's and all that through the years. Can you just kind of talk about that in generalities of, of what you see being different in the Tua era, I suppose, especially the recent era. Yeah, Tua, you know, Tua's, everybody knows he's extremely accurate, but uh, it's very regimented. You watch a Tua practice, he's going to hit those those spots because he's going to be, uh, he's going to be on time. And, you know, he's going to be on schedule consistently. Okay? Even today, I kind of like to see things like that. You're running install, uh, and you guys wonder, okay, what, 
Uh, you know, Alf keeps writing, you know, that they're an install. They're an install. What are they doing? Well, install is pretty simple. You're lining up against air. There's nobody in front of you, okay? Without the offensive line, you're just lining up your, your skill position, guys. And your your offensive coordinator gets into the huddle with you and tells you, we're going to run this play. And he shows you what you're going to do. And then you run it. And then you run it at full speed. And then the quarterback is actually going to be a little bit robotic because he's going to go through his progression to make sure that it shows up on the film because the, all these installs, they will rewatch later on to decide, are we going to put this into the game plan this week or not? So you're going to see that the, that the quarterback is going to be kind of robotic, like he's going to look to the right, he's going to look to the left, you know, he's going to look back right, and then he's going to throw the ball, okay? But he's going to throw it to a spot. Today, in the goal line, they were doing goal line install, and uh, it called for the inline tight end on the left side of the line to run a little quick out. Okay, and you see that Tua goes back to pass. He looks to the right. He looks to the middle. Then he goes to the left, and he fires it right at the pylon. And Julian uh, Julian Hill was not there. Uh, I love that Tua actually did that because, as I like I said earlier, that's where he's supposed to be. When you're in the goal line, and especially in the re- in the red zone, e- even in the red zone, but especially more on the goal line. You leave that ball anywhere near the the numbers on a quick out, it's going to get intercepted because most teams play zone. There's always a guy standing there, okay? So I'm glad that Tua actually threw it right at the pylon, and that kind of highlighted that Julian Hill was half-ass in a rep, and you can't have that. You just can't have that. So I kind of like what they've done. This year they've added a little bit more uh, 7-on-7 and 1-on-1s. I think they're absolutely useless. Although, you know, I guess you could use seven on sevens, although it's really seven on fives, by the way. It's five on offense, seven on defense. Uh, I guess you could use those seven on fives for install, you know, and and I guess that could help you a little bit because you're playing against the defense, so you get to see that. But the one-on-ones with the the turkey shoot with the, you know, with your wide receivers and the cornerbacks, I don't see the value in that. I love that last year's practices were almost exclusively 11 on 11 game action, you know, they weren't tackling to the ground, but you had, you know, teams. It was, you know, you're doing a team practice. You're actually practicing football. Um, this year, half of those, half of the practices are 11-on-11, 11 11, which is good to see. Uh, remember that it's the second year in the system. This is supposed to be a little bit easier for these guys. And they're adding on responsibility. So that's why you're seeing a little less 11-on-11. 11 11, but I, I kind of like how, how they, they structure their practices. Some coaches have just these weird regimented practices that I just don't understand. Adam Gates was one of those guys that was like that. Yeah. Well, that's like my follow-up too, is, you know, when you think about this year to last year and, you know, of course we saw explosive plays and things last year that I think a lot of us were excited about because of, of Waddle and Reek and all that. And, you know, when you think about what we're seeing this year, not as much of that. I, I just wonder when you think about last year to this year, is it, do you think it is a lot because of the all, the new install? Because I, I guess you would expect, since they've been in this the second year, I think we all probably expected them to be a little further along than they were, even though we all know the defense is usually further ahead of the offense, blah, 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 early in camp. Just mm-hmm. any thoughts around that? Yeah, um, it's, it's a good observation that, you know, there's not that many big plays. Uh, <laughs> a, you're going up against a Vic Fangio-led defense. B, that Vic Fangio-led defense is extremely talented, <laughs> even with Jalen Ramsey uh, out. So, you know, it would be a bad it would be a bad sign, in my opinion, if you just saw the Dolphin offense while they're 
adding stuff to the playbook and adding stuff in install and not playing Tyreek and Jalen Waddle together too much, by the way, because they have them separated. Remember that they have them separated because they're working on they're working to get a bunch of guy a new guys in uh, a brand new tight end room essentially. Okay, it would be a, a a horrible sign if you saw the offense just smoke the defense every single day in practice. So I would expect them to be ahead of the of the offense. Uh, man, if you wanted the if you wanted a running game, I think you're gonna get it because they've been working on it ad nauseum all 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 camp long. Uh, Devon A. Chain is coming along nicely. Um, you're gonna begin to see some of what they've installed uh, on Friday. I think they're gonna use some of it in the game because I saw. Uh, second and third unit guys actually implement that stuff. So you're going to begin to see what they're actually thinking about doing this year and why it's a little bit different. But, right. you know, while I was a little down on the performance yesterday, I kind of I, I dug what they did today. It was, you know, it was an annihilation, but there was some physicality today. And Dolphins kicked a little ass today. It was There was some attitude to the way that they practiced today. That was a much better showing today. Nice. Well, and you know, you talk about it. No, this will be the last thing I say. You you talk about this, you know, this coming Friday in the in the game. It seems to like so much of what McDaniel has said about his offense is that it's game centric, right? Like it it's opponent centric. So it's when we see them really and truly game planning for an opponent, things are obviously going to look different than they do in the vanilla and, and even in install and so on and so forth. And so I think that. It's kind of a reason to temper expectations in the short term and expect things will be a little better once they're game planning for the Chargers. I absolutely agree. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, man. All right. And this is going to be the last one. Your name and your social. We're at already 31 minutes. Name and social. Uh, just I am Dave ID on, in the Discord. I don't really – I use Twitter to consume, not really to post on. Um, but today you noted uh, – between the, the personal difference between the ones and the twos from the receiver groupings, are they still, in your opinion, coaching those guys like easy last year was Tyreek's replacement? Is that kind of how they're going about it? Or are they, is this second year in the system getting them more interchangeable in those positions? Yeah, I think they're going to be a little bit more interchangeable, I think, but they obviously do have a pecking order. Like, um, uh, I've watched enough of Braxton Berrios to know that he's never going to be on the perimeter. Uh, you just can't have him in the perimeter. His uh, catch radius is just so so tiny that's more suited to be uh, for tighter throws, uh, you know, at, from the slot or even from the backfield. So they have their their set roles, but they are a little bit interchangeable once you get past the top guys. You know, while Tyreek and Jalen Waddle are going to be on the perimeter for the most part, once you get past that first unit, everybody is essentially kind of interchangeable. I have noticed that Robbie Chosen is playing a little bit more on the perimeter where he started camp playing a little bit more in the slot. And Azukama is much more uh, oriented to playing in the slot than in the perimeter. And it's actually paying some dividends. So you'll begin to see it uh, again on Friday. On Friday, all of that will be revealed. All those, uh, especially the, that second team. When you watch the second team, because you kind of know who's going to play on, this, on the first team. When you watch that second team, you kind of see who the pecking order is, who's who's backup. Right on. Appreciate it, Alf, and all you guys do for us, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right, we're going to call it right there. All right, they play a game on Friday. We will have reaction to that, of course, on three yards per carry on Monday. They do have a practice on Monday, of which I will be covering. But I will see you then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. 
You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean or your usual podcast provider. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.